to the OmniTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, Sezzle, and Silk. Ranked in the top 10% of podcasts globally, the OmniTalk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week and each year, too. That's right, 2023! Yes, Woo! today is January 5th, 2023. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again, to talk about all the headlines making waves in the world of omni-channel retailing. Chris, did you notice we have a new sponsor? I did. Fireworks are going off, and Fireworks are going off. Fireworks are going off. Firework having a killer year, and also we're proud to bring them on as our sponsor, our new sponsor for 2023 yes. for the year. Yes. So welcome to Firework. Super excited. How have you been? I... I haven't I, seen you in a, like a week and a half. Oh, I feel like it's been longer. Oh, Has man. it only been a week and a half? Well, that's, that, that says something right there. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it was it was great. We had a good holiday break, minus the uh, return to we were in California and uh, got we spent a little time in St. Louis that was unexpected. Yeah, you had so. trouble getting home. Tell tell the folks about that. Well, tell we have the, a we have an ongoing. I would say ongoing snow. Issue. Two feet of snow in Two Minneapolis, snow roughly, in Minneapolis. give or take. And uh, they much. closed the runways while we were in the air above the airport. So after circling for a good hour, we uh, we headed to St. Louis and spent the night there. Got diverted? To where did you diverted. stay in St. Louis? What hotel? We stayed at the Crown Plaza along with every other passenger from our flight. Um, we slept in a room with a, a man's underwear hanging from the desk. That was not one of our men's underwear. You got to the room and you found underwear in the room. It was That's disgusting. So, gross. Oh my so God. that just gives you a sense of of the experience that I've had over the last forty eight hours. That's but, that's. But we're home safely. You are. You're home. How was your Christmas vacation? My holiday was pretty good. You know, I I'm pretty stoked because I got this holiday gift. Oh God! Do I, I don't actually have it yet. But I got permission to get it. And it's something I've been asking my wife for like 10 years to give to me. Okay. But I finally got it. What is it? I finally got permission to get a TV in my bedroom. What? Uh, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going to Best Buy. Shout out to all the folks at Best Buy that might be listening. I'm going to Best Buy this weekend. I'm going to buy one, get it installed, big flat screen TV, put it right in the bedroom. I'm so pumped. Mm. I'm so excited. It's so why, much. Why has there been so much like, what's the issue with? I've heard a lot of like, do you put a TV in the bedroom or not? But what was the like, what was the thing that pushed Mrs. Omnitalk over the edge? Well, it was like, yes, fine. Well, you know my wife, you know yeah. Mrs. Omnitalk, and when she gets like into something, she gets very into it. And so over the holidays, we had an Airbnb where it had a TV in the bedroom. Oh, and she okay. started watching White Lotus, and so and she got addicted to it. And so anything that allows her does. to fuel her addictions, whether they be in the bedroom or anywhere else. Is, is is fair game for Mrs. Omnitalk. So so I was like, let's get a TV. And she's like, I like yeah, to, I'd okay. like to pursue fuel the bedroom addictions <laughs> further. Like that might be another <laughs> podcast that we have, but that could hey, be used to. I've been advantage. married a long time, man. That's about. Uh, I'll take what I can get the at this TV point. TV in the bedroom yes. is the highlight. Yes. That's what's keeping it. Yes, keeping yes. It but in. I'm psyched. Like it took me. 10, 12 years to break her down on this and finally, you know, but it's better than being on our mobile phone separately. That's how I, that's how I okay. phrase the whole thing. Like okay. you're individually watching your own screens where you can do something together, which is a nice moment for many of us, I hope. All right. Okay, and I think we need to get there. this show let's, going. Let's start talking we're, about retail. We're kicking 2023 <laughs> off with a bang already. All right. Today's Fast Five headlines are brought to you with the help and support of Manifest. Manifest, if you remember, is the Who's Who conference in supply chain, and it's January 31st to February 2nd in Las Vegas. 
OmniTalk fans can still save $200 on their registrations by heading to Manifest slash OmniTalk. Now, that's M-A-N-I-F-E dot S-T slash OmniTalk. In today's Fast Five, we've got news on Schnooks expanding its Flex Force initiative. Schnooks, St. Louis. Two St. Louis stories, I tried to go there. I I took a picture for Dave Steck. I was going to try to stop at Schnooks, but they were not open in the early morning hours. In the early wee hours. hours, The wee hours. Uh, Nor was my family interested in taking (laughs) another departure on the way to the airport. Yeah, right. We've also got news on American Eagle teaming up with JLL to lease warehouse space. DoorDash introducing what it calls the ultimate life hack for returning packages. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to talk about that. Super duper out of Israel that aims to be a micro warehouse solution, but also a grocer. But first, we begin today with news that sounds like it's straight out of a zombie apocalypse. And yes, I think they might have been taking some liberties with this headline. I I think so too. That's okay. Uh, So headline clickbait. That's right. That's right. Headline number one, Chris, was originally dubbed "Zombie Stores" by the Information. Uh, Amazon (laughs) appears to be sitting on a number of unopened Amazon Fresh sites. I bet there's a lot of listeners of this podcast who can relate. Um, yeah, eat, for sure. eat This Not That, which is a newer publication we're featuring on the <laughs> Amazon right, right, right. Retail Podcast, uh, <laughs> is reporting that at least seven built-out locations are sitting idle in California, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania. And that does not include reports of other locations, zombie locations, right, we'll zombie call them, locations. Um, in Connecticut, Chicago, and Minneapolis. According to Axios here in Minneapolis, one location near us in Egan, Minnesota is built, but there is no drywall or floor and no signs of interior construction or any interior build-out. Which makes me wonder, how is it built? <laughs> like, like, if those things are all missing. I mean, I'm guessing it's just like the steel frame or right, something. Right. But uh, the same All the ho- fixtures are in? I don't know. Yeah, no the same holds true for the stores in Eden Prairie, Burnsville, and Coon Rapids, and also yep. Arden Hills, Minnesota. Um, all Amazon has to say on the matter is that we do not comment on our future roadmap, as we all know and know well from Amazon. Yep. Chris, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I think like I think that's all Amazon can say, number one. Like, yeah. I mean, they can't say, yes, we're going to open. No, we're not. Like, that signals too much. So strategically, it's the only play they have. But I think the story is important for a number of reasons. I think it's telling that it that Amazon could indeed be having trouble with its fresh stores. And I wonder if the reason isn't because grocery is just really, sure. really hard to do. Sure. As cool as Just Walk Out technology is, which Believe it or not, we've probably talked about more than any other podcast out there, For I sure. would guess. It's still not that big of a differentiator or a hook mm-hmm. compared to traditional grocery because there's a lot you have to give up potentially in the Amazon experience to get the full value of it. Right. Especially when you look at the fact that like self-checkout machines are working pretty darn well these days, especially mm-hmm. for those smaller size grocery trips. So it makes me wonder if my takeaway here isn't that we're starting to see Amazon go the way of Tesco a la Fresh and Easy back in like... I don't know, 2009, 2010, where they tried to enter the U.S. market, failed because pulling off grocery is hard. But I don't think that should detract from the point that the tech is still valuable. It still works great in smaller formats, which is Mm -hmm. why we've probably seen Amazon pivot more towards the suburban concept here. That's what they've continued to open. They seem to have stalled Amazon Fresh. I can't even remember when the last one opened, Mm -hmm. but they just recently opened a suburban go. Mm -hmm. And it also signals, though, that Just Walk Out can be a point of differentiation for a traditional grocery that already has a well-established customer base and sure. experience. So that's why I look to think places in Europe like Tesco, Reva, Aldi. Mm-hmm. They're continuing to invest in that space because I think it is important 
But how Amazon is going to impact the grocery landscape may be a question at this point in time. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to kind of frame it up. And for me, the question is about like what the tech is to that they're considering and what the next best move is. So is it going to be fully autonomous? Is it going to be this hybrid version? Is it going to be dash carts and, you know, the Mm -hmm. opportunity to just go in and check out as you normally would? Um, But I think the important thing to call out is that these spaces whether they end up getting built out as full, you know, 40,000 square foot yep. grocery stores or, or you know, a, ha- a hybrid of that, they're still valuable as micro warehouses, as pickup points for, you know, as, as small versions of, you know, or a satellite for an Amazon customer to visit. So I wouldn't be surprised if you you see, you know, some of them even consider shrinking the, the footprint to be more convenience or, um, you know, small grocery trip setup and then using the back of house for more of that package delivery some of those other services a place for people to you know drop off packages that kind of thing which is a really good point when you think about it because what do you think about amazon right it's about price speed and convenience yep so should they be playing in full service grocery i think that begs the question or should they be playing in the convenience style thing like you just brought up i think that's a great point i think what's interesting about this though chris well i was in california this is anecdotal but right behind us at breakfast the day that we left was a group of, I would say, 75 plusers. They were talking about Amazon Fresh and having this very, like, I was surprised at the their demographic and talking about the Amazon Fresh grocery store and how much they love it right. and how much they love the technology, which means, I think, what you were getting at before, like, there is a value to this in some mm-hmm. part and parcel but like how do you how do you as amazon figure out yeah. the right approach especially when you're launching this concept for the first time well and and at the end of the day they could just be going slow to go fast so we'll find yeah, out maybe right? it I don't, could it I don't could think be, we know yeah it could just be like surprise we're yeah. launching all 80 right. locations which we've talked about before yeah. and the clickbait should not be a distraction to that that's still a possibility no here as well no way all right headline number two schnooks is expanding its flex force implementation Such flex a good force name. i love that shout out to uma thurman <laughs> from pulp like, fiction sounds like Space Force. I know, right? Flex, Fox, Fox Force 5. All right. According to Supermarket News and loyal OmniTalk fans will remember, Schnook's market began piling what it calls Flex Force employment options back in October in its St. Louis stores and now plans to roll the test out further to 26 areas in Illinois, along with two stores in Indiana and three in Missouri. Said Stacey Brandt, vice president of store operations, much like rideshare and food delivery service employees, FlexForce teammates are able to seek and claim shifts at the time and location of their choosing, end quote. Or said another way, eligible employees can log into a Schnooks scheduling app to view and claim open shifts while also arranging to receive notifications of open shifts. The applicable positions are all part-time center store stocking clerks, and each shift has to be a minimum of four hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I chose this headline this week specifically because you recognize Schnook CEO as Todd the, R. Schnook. Todd R. Schnook, yes, as the CEO of 2022. And this was a big reason why. So I got to yes. think you're loving this, right? Yes. And I, I, I did recognize Todd R. Schnook, but I think it's a testament to the larger Schnook team um, and product teams there. Because what I love about this, Chris, is that I think that they rightfully identified the problem first and then figured out what technology they were going to use to help solve the problem. This wasn't just like, let's throw some tech at the wall. Let's right. throw this application at the wall. This third party came at us with this solution. Let's give it a right. shot. They said, we have a major issue here with staffing and we have a major issue with out of stocks on our shelves. Like we right. just need to solve this issue. How do we do that? They put their own teams on the problem 
and are creating this right technology to solve it. Clearly, it's working. They're rolling it out to more locations soon. I think the only hope for me is that this continues to go well for Schnooks, and then we start to see it roll out to other categories. So cashiers, deli counters, you know, back of house stocking. It's only center of, you know, center aisle stocking right now, which I think is a huge advantage, a great place to start the test. But I don't like know. Once you're certified in other areas, can it roll out? Exactly. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Like, especially, I mean, and you would know better than anybody. Like, what's the, what are the, the positions that are the call out most often? I mean, do you have more of that happen in like cashiers than you yeah, do in deli sure. counters yeah. or something? So, like, how do you start to attack that problem um, where it's really making the most impact to them? I mean, call outs are a ubiquitous problem. So, yeah. But yeah. The, the bigger problem, though, I think the point you're making here is you want to see this roll out more so. So, like, that's why I, I like it, too, because, um, like, I, I hope, my hope is sincere with you that, that this is actually the first headline of something that's going to become much, much more prevalent yeah. in 2023. Like, we see this as a major effort across retail mm-hmm. because it just makes sense, yeah. right? You talk about it. Like, to, from my store, store management experience, like, the point that I would make is, everyone is always asking for more shifts. Mm-hmm. And so if you can direct your employees to say, hey, go on the app. If you can get more shifts, you can. If right. you want them, it's up to you. They're there. They're available. Go for on it. On your own timeline. Yeah. 100%. Because it, it it's a smart move. It checks all the boxes in terms of ameliorating what is hurting retailers right now, which is staffing shortage and wage rate increases. Yep. This creates kind of a marketplace effect for getting those shifts, yep. which helps keep the wage rate down ultimately too. Right. So I don't. I love it. I think it's. I think it's smart, and I hope to hell we see more of it. Yes. Well done, Schnucks. Uh, all right. Let's go to headline number three, Chris. American Eagle's Quiet Platforms Delivery Network has teamed up with JLL to lease warehouse space. Yes. So according to Chain Store Age, under the agreement, the two companies will seek to pioneer a flexible rent as a percentage of revenue model for logistics real estate. Omnitac fans will remember uh, American Eagle's Quiet Platforms Delivery Network is the brainchild of Chief Supply Chain Officer and friend of Omnitac, Shekhar Natarajan. Uh, its aim to is to help build a frenemy network. Frenemies. Which is often used in headlines. Frenemy network among retailers as it employs a portfolio of carriers using a universal delivery label that eliminates the need for multiple shipping integrations, complex invoicing, and lengthy contractual agreements. Chris. Yes. I know you love Shekhar, and I know you love <laughs> this uh, this platform. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Boom goes the dynamite, Ann, on this oh, one. Oh, man, we're still yeah. using that in 2023, Boom. Oh, yeah, that, that's never going away. That's my buddy Todd Bruxford who taught me that when he was training me to be a store manager at Target, actually. But boom goes the dynamite. I think it's a match made in heaven, 100%. I mean, who does American Eagle want to be part of its frenemy network? Like, they want mall-based retailers. That's the value that it brings to the table. Like, mm-hmm. it's saying, let's create a communal relationship to get all this stuff done as part of a broader network. Let's make it happen. So what's the best place to put that commune? A freaking mall. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. So yeah. it's brilliant. Kudos to American Eagle and JLL for having the vision to be leaders in this space. We've long talked about it. I mean, yeah. we've been talking about this for four years. It's great to see it finally happen. Yeah. And the other thing I'd point out, they're structuring the agreement in a way that enables it to potentially work. Like, yes. it's a percentage of revenue. You're not beholden to a certain amount of rent each and every month. It can be based on how well you equally yoke yourselves to make this successful. Totally. 
smart move all around. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's particularly, I, I think it's, it's great for American Eagle and Shakar's doing brilliant things there. But I. Oh, I, you're going to go the contrarian no, point. No, I'm not huh? going the oh, contrarian okay. point. I just think it's important to call out JLL in this scenario oh, okay. because this, like you said, okay. this has been, things like this have been in the works. Our friend Shlomo Chava has been working with, re- with uh, real estate investors. Um, and trust to try to figure out how to get somebody to kind of go overboard and really push this, yeah. the edge on this because it requires like going against the grain of what their their everything about their business is is built on. And so I think that it's important to look at JLL and their position here. I also think this doesn't have to just be malls, especially when you look no. at a large company no, like JLL. They have so much office space yeah. right now, too, that's not being utilized totally. anymore. And so I think that as this continues to evolve, mall retailers is obviously a great place to start. But then if you start to look at, you know, how, as JLL is going to be converting their por- their real estate portfolio into mixed yeah. use, into housing, like all, they have all these other angles that JLL now has once they've kind of learned how to model this and and how they've learned how to correctly model the contract with the retailers who are investing in this frenemy network. So I love this move, um, but I particularly think that it's good to see real estate companies starting to think differently about the space. That's a great point. Yeah, and we shouldn't necessarily extrapolate malls from the headline because it doesn't say that. And right. so, yeah, as a journalist, we, it's great to call that out because you have to actually look at both angles here. That's a great point. All right, headline number four, DoorDash has launched a new service called Package Pickup. Wow. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty straightforward, huh? And according to a company blog post, with Package Pickup, consumers can request a dasher, not a prancer, but a dasher, to pick up their prepaid packages from their home and drop them off at their local carrier. I'm, Could, gra- I'm glad you cracked yourself up with that one. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of another reindeer, but I can't off the top of my head. Blitzen? Yeah, Blitzen, yes. <laughs> Donder. All right. Oh, I called it Donder. My kids like gave me the right act. Like Donder. It's not Donder. It's Donner. Donner. They, sh- they should have given Donner? me the right act. Donner. Donner and Blitz and Ann. Donner. All right. But we digress. So let me, so the consumers can request a dasher to pick up their prepaid packages from their home and drop them off at their local carrier, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Here's how it works. This is cool, actually. Yeah. You select the packages hub on the top of the DoorDash homepage and select the carrier. Again, UPS, FedEx. FedEx, USPS, whoever you want, that corresponds to the packages you're sending back. You then get your packages ready, up to five total you can send back per dash or pickup. Attach a prepaid shipping label, or if you have a shipping QR code, this is super cool. You can send the QR code directly to your dasher in the DoorDash app, meaning no printer or box for the item is even required, and cancel Christmas. Request a package pickup, and a dasher will then be assigned to pick up your packages ASAP. And finally, your dasher will send you a confirmation photo as well after dropping off your packages at the designated delivery location or pickup or return location, I guess, in this case. So, Anne, what's your thoughts? Oh, and by the way, you can do this all for a flat fee of $5 or $3 if you're a Dash Pass member as well. And again, up to five packages can be picked up. What do you think here? I love I this. Think you, I knew you were going to love, love this. this. Yes. I mean, I interviewed DoorDash's Shauna Prive, and she talked about early pilots about of mm. this last year, and I right. loved Great it. Podcast. I was like so excited about it when she was talking about how they were starting to explore this. Um, I loved it then. I love it now. I think, you know, if you think about 
just how much is your time worth? Like, that's the question that people need to ask themselves. And $5 is your time to return. And you, even even Amazon alone, like, let's look yeah. at one Amazon order. One could have you going to Whole Foods. One could have you going to the U- UPS store. Like, two is two errands. Kohl's. Work Kohl's. Dare I say it? <laughs> dare you say it? But, like, is two two places that you have to go yeah. checking two items off your list worth five dollars yes probably worth the cost in gas right for sure right? especially it's, for three bucks it's amazing so i think that this is great for the consumer it's definitely a reason to get a dash pass to save you know three dollars is even better and then i think the number one thing from doordash's perspective is now you have you're maximizing the utilization of the doordash drivers 100%. like they are the, they are in that neighborhood you can be so much more efficient and and assigning your dashers per you know they're on their day-to-day route. I think it's brilliant. 100%. I mean, I think your last point reminds me of what I think is has become the number one adage on our show after doing this show now for six seasons. We are entering our sixth season. Yes. And by that, I mean six years, not these bull- seasons that <laughs> people like do like 10 episodes and they've done a season. I'm talking six full years of doing this show, Ann. And that is that what is old is new again, Yeah. right? And that's what you're talking about here because essentially DoorDash is just getting into backhaul reverse logistics. The drivers are already out in neighborhoods, yep. right? They, you assign them where they're needed based on the activity that you have for package pickup. Mm-hmm. You do it for a fee that works. Yep. Like you're only taking business if it works. So you're yep. no worse off if you're DoorDash. Contrast this with, and I'm going to say this, the Yahoo's at Instacart that are trying to launch heavy <laughs> item delivery, which brings no scale at all to their current operation, yeah. or trying to, even worse, get into actual grocery store operations, which they have no credibility to do. And you see who is winning and who is losing here in the long run yep. and who you should place your money behind, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's an excellent point. Um, and it's super easy to use. I tried to do it last night. Did you? And yeah, and it was just like, you know, it's it's like, do you want food? Do you want something from the Dash Mart? Or do you want a package pickup? Like, let's go one, two, three. And the, the like, uploading the QR code, oh, man. That was I, awesome. Like, you didn't need a, a – Yeah, that's I mean, it's huge. so – it's just so simple. Yeah. It's like – I, I'm already doing that to my I'm sending the QR code to my husband who's my current dasher right now but like that's the it's so simple wow. really well done great customer interface and hopefully it's the same way for the dashers too that's so. awesome all right let's move on to headline number five Chris uh, Israeli startup if you don't have fun with this startup <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to know you uh, Israeli startup super duper is a vertically integrated online grocer who wants to sell 3,000 SKUs of ambient chilled and fro- frozen grocery product. Frozen. <laughs> I've been drinking too many frosés, apparently. Yeah, right. Frozen grocery products at a 16 to 23% discount, very specific, mm-hmm. in uh, to major chains with no delivery fees. Ooh. So according to Hungary, with no uh, vowels. Yeah, H-N-G-R-Y. Yes, another new uh, publication. Yeah, yeah, I've got the, a lot of news here. <laughs> yeah. It was the end of the year, so it was, it was, it was. It's a little true. harder to find the headlines. This yes. Week. Uh, so according to Hungary, rather than use automated storage and retrieval systems, Super Duper instead relies on automated ground vehicles (AGVs) that function <laughs> similarly to Amazon's Kiva robots for ambient temperature items. The bots then marshal uh, various shelving units to build a queue for a staff member to manually pick and scan. The average order of 25 items can be packed in about five and a half minutes. Uh, And this translates to an industry benchmark of 180 units per hour. Just ahead, the article says, 
of Ocado at 170 items per hour. Big note there. Uh, Since late summer, the service has acquired 1,500 or roughly 19% of the 8,000 households in the small Israeli suburb of Binyamina. And next plans to deploy its automated warehouses and delivery model in Massachusetts or New Jersey. Chris, um, lots to unpack here about Super Duper, but what what are your thoughts? I think it's interesting. I think it's an innovation for sure to keep an eye on. Okay. Um, You know, for e-commerce delivery to work, we've talked about this a lot. You have to have a system that is either that works on proximity and automation to get the cost down. So the size of the warehouse operations in this model is roughly 7,000 square feet. And then it's the simplicity of automation that gives you the latter part of what I just said, right? So there's a great video of how it works online. I think people should go and check it out. It's at vimeo.com slash H-N-G-R-Y. It's the first one that pops up. Essentially, all the robots come to the picker, yeah. which is a really interesting way to think about it. They move around the picker and to the picker station. Super smart and intuitive when you watch it. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's got my interest peak for sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that it's important. I, I, when we were preparing for this story, I immediately went to like the the third story today, this frenemy network. Like when you think about all these, this open retail that's available, this open retail space, office yeah. space, et cetera, something like this makes sense to me mm-hmm. instead of like maybe going for the three to five million dollar like stacks or like that approach. It, it right. makes much more sense to me to, right. to like test this out right. in a smaller, you know, what do they say? It was like just under a million dollars to get one of these places mm-hmm. up and running to, to test this out. So I think it'll be interesting to see how um, U.S. retailers especially start to adapt to these types of things. Um, and I also still have some questions, though, about how this works at a larger scale. Like, I think this makes sense right. for the smaller right. format groceries. I, I question, though, I, I will be uh, not question. I'll be keeping an eye on whether yeah. or not we see like mass grocery retailers start to take this like take this type of approach or if if um, if they can get if Super Duper can get to a scale that can service, you know, more than 8000 customers in a, in a general uh, geography. But right. And that may be the point, too. But right. But I mean, all in all, it's a fifth of the cost of what, you know, these larger scale, uh, larger scale options are for automated fulfillment centers. So I will be keeping an eye on this. But Chris, as you'll know, we still have, it's a new year, but we haven't gotten to A&M's put you on the spot question this week. So I'm going to bring that for you right now. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, A&M wants to know, Chris, they said that there are two factors at play in this story, both alluded to by CRG's Dave Ritter. Ah, Dave Ritter, yes. Yes, who's on on the end of the year show, the prognosticator of prognosticators. In our year-end award show for 2023 predictions, he said that we are on the path to profitable e-commerce grocery Mm. and that a retail tech provider would open a standalone store to compete with traditional grocery Super Duper is claiming to do both here. Right. They is Dave Ritter might have just like um, maybe he he is the Nostradamus that we all need to be following closely this year. He but Super Duper is claiming to do both. Are you buying into it? And is this the beginning of a big 2023 storyline trend? Ooh, wow. Uh, great question again. Um, yeah, I mean it's a great question because you know for in terms of what we do, and I think this is important why we do our show too, it's easy to identify the cool things. Mm-hmm. It's much harder to talk about them and say whether or not you think they have staying power. right? It's easy to be like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And so that's a great question because that's the heart of what we're talking about here. And the important point here is that, you know, even in what you said too, they're trying to be a grocer too. Right. 
Um, and so for me, it's it's, and I agree with you. It's not a displacement of full line grocery, mm-hmm. but it does appear to me like it could be a profitable alternative to specific convenience type grocery, or at least to share some form of grocery share in the long run. Because a couple of points that I would close out with that I think hit that point home. We've been talking about automated micro-fulfillment now since, I think, 2018. And we have not seen it proliferate in the market in any way, shape, or form, which is honestly quite surprising when you get down to it. Especially with the pandemic. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. right. You know, you thought it would people be gangbusters about it, but Mm -hmm. you're not hearing that much about it, which is surprising. So, which... It tells me a couple things. It tells me grocers are either loath to do it because of A, the expense, like you talked about. It's yep. significantly more expensive. B, they have difficulty in rewiring their existing physical architectures to do it, or they yep. have to create a dark store where they have double the amount of inventory, which doesn't get to be the return on assets that you want. Or C, there's just still general apathy in the grocery market for dealing with e-commerce because right. they don't like the profit drain. Right. So when I add all that up, I'm like, okay you got somebody here that has a smart way to do the automation. They can do it in a small space. Why not? That's how disruption happens. Like, if you don't want to do it, well, forget it. We'll do mm-hmm. it ourselves. Right. So I think it's on that rationale alone, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, too, especially when we think about, like, last year all the instant delivery providers exactly. and how they were doing this like exactly. they could only be very small they could like turn around it was basically one of these robots that you see watch the video because the video is really cool about right. these super duper robots but like that is figuring they have figured out a way to kind of be the best of instant delivery and add in a relatively low cost of automation and we didn't see that with any of the instant delivery providers 100 percent. that's what i was gonna say too like you know you talk about the go puffs that everybody like the question we always had is like okay you're opening up all these warehouses but they're all manual how are you gonna get that to right. work like right. it just seems really really difficult and so like there could be an opportunity here is it going to happen overnight? No. Yeah. Yeah. But it's something to watch. Yeah. All right, Chris, we're going to the lightning round now. It's time. All right. uh, Chris, while plenty of Japanese retailers are selling their Fuku Bukuru bags, apologize <laughs> on the pronunciation there, Starbucks uh, Japan's New Year's Lucky Bag is one of the hottest of the Fuku Bukuru's in Japan. <laughs> Say that Would times. you like to know what a Fuku Bukuru is, Chris? Oh. It's a tradition where retailers mark the new year with grab bags filled with random items for a generous discount. Okay. I Where are you going? With I want to go to Japan just for this. The like this Fuku is Buru? my jam. A Fuku yeah. Fuku Bukuru Fuku is Bukuru. how you forgot one of the syllables. Yes, right, I did. Chris, what products would fit in your perfect new year Fuku Bukuru? <laughs> Oh my god! How many times can you say it? Um, you know, for me, I I I'll go with what I was what I was voraciously buying over the holidays, which was as much Adidas and Nike products as I could find on discount. Okay. And I'm telling you, I look like my wardrobe now looks like the worst of the worst bachelor party at Vegas, like that are wearing oh Adidas track shoots. Shout out to Neil Thomas, former Omni Talk uh, guest host. Yeah, man, I, I'm all in on that stuff because the discounts on the Adidas stuff particularly were insane. But now I've got Adidas stripes on all my outfits. I oh look like God. a total poser. You need to st- – yeah, we got to do something about that. All right, and Netflix is now streaming Nike fitness classes. What do you think will be your go-to class? Two weeks to a stronger core Ooh. or hit and strength training with Tara anytime soon? Both. I need to up all of the fitness that's happening this year. But you're this- very fit. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, these last two weeks were not good. Um, but I – have had the Nike Fit Club app since probably 2014. So I do actually do some of these workouts on occasion. So I don't need it on Netflix, but I think- I don't get that, yeah. I, 
Oh, I do think it's huge. Like oh, really? Now you're going to be having people. This could have been one of the stories, I think, oh, for wow. sure for this one. Why? But because I think that now you are developing repeat patterns for people to go. Like how many oh. times you use your fitness app? Like what, three, four times a week in best case scenario, at least for the month of January. But I think this will be cool. Like it gets people to stay on the Netflix platform when they wouldn't pay for the Nike Run Club I don't or something know. like we that. We should have talked about it because I, I think it's a different psycho- psychological state you're in when you're on Netflix versus wanting to work out. But we digress. Now with your TV in your room, you could be doing the you could do hit with hit and strength with Tara anytime and then watch your shows. Yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> All right, <good>. <laughs> Walmart <laughs> expanded drone service to Arizona, Texas, and Florida, and they thought California was going to be bad with people shooting I, things out of the sky. I know, right? Now Let's they're go going to, to Texas and Arizona. Yeah, yeah good call. Um, and Florida. Good call. Gators. You got gators that are going to be eating Amazon packages and Walmart packages. Um, okay, what do you most wish you could have had delivered via drone while spending time in your Arizona hometown this last week? Oh, great question. But real quick, the other important thing to note is they're only going to warm weather states, which means this stuff probably doesn't work in cold weather weather too. Great thing that I just thought of there, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, for me, it would have been COVID test, man. Our holidays were decimated by COVID. Two of my family members had COVID. We couldn't stay in our house. Had to get the Airbnb. Kind of a bummer, but we made the best of it for sure. All right. Kroger released, this one's great. Kroger released a smart cooking apron over the holidays. What creeps you out more, Ann? The aromatherapy feature that periodically releases a gingerbread set to evoke nostalgia or the massage-o-matic feature, the special straps with mini vibrators that give the apron wearer a gentle shoulder massage on command. Oh, my God. I take mini vibrators all day. The only answer to that question and most questions is give me the mini vibrators every day. Yeah, I thought this would be great for like cooking, like some cooking naked show or something like that. You know, like, like oh, oh god, god. I, 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 my mind was going crazy with this one. Yeah, that's fun. that goes crazy. Yeah, lots of shoulder there, massages. There's like crazy stuff you can do. All right, all right, that wraps us up. Thank God, let's end this gong show. Happy birthday today to January Jones, Robert Duvall, and the man who may have just moved up on my man crush board to overtake Tom Brady. Mr. Bradley Ooh. Cooper. Yeah, hard to argue that one, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. Way better than Tom Brady. Yeah, for sure. I think I think I'm I'm at that point now. All right, and remember, if you can only read or listen to one blog in the business, make it Omni Talk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content that's exclusive to us and it's all just for you. And we try to make try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at ww.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And so with that, and on behalf of all of us at OmniTalk Retail, as always, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Retail Fast Five is brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Firework. Firework is the largest video commerce solution built for the world's leading brands. They empower brands with shoppable and live stream video on their own websites, where people like to shop. Put your commerce in motion with Firework. You can find out more at firework.com. And Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four industry payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com. And Silk. The Silk Cloud DB virtualization platform is a virtualization layer between your workloads and the cloud. It helps you scale your cloud without scaling your costs. Visit silk.us to learn more.